Well, this is unexpected now, isn't it? It's a, I wouldn't say instant, a few hour later, letting it sink in reaction to the Kyrie Irving news. Craig and I were on the air. I don't even know what we were talking about. And I saw the Shams tweet probably a minute after it happened that Kyrie Irving was going to begin to ramp up to return to the Brooklyn Nets, which stunned me and gave me this hope of what does it mean? Is he getting vaccinated? Uh, Are the Nets going to allow him to be a part-time player? Are the rules of New York City going to change, which would never happen, especially considering what's going on? And then about five minutes later, the speculation went away when Woj dropped the bomb that the Nets have reversed course. They're going to allow Kyrie Irving to be a part-time player. I have to admit, I think my reaction on the air was not anger, not even excitement. It was more, I was shocked. You know, despite the report from a few days ago from Shams that there was, uh, what did he say, movement towards a Kyrie Irving return, optimism, growing optimism towards a Kyrie Irving return, it never gave specifics on how. Like, we all know the different things that could allow Kyrie Irving to play. I just went through the three of them. He gets vaccinated. The Nets change their mind on rules. New York City changes their laws. It's December 17th. Eric Adams has not been sworn in as mayor. And the COVID pandemic, uh, as far as people testing positive, is through the roof over the last couple of days and weeks. So we kind of knew those rules weren't changing. And so part of me is disappointed that it wasn't the ultimate. And the ultimate is he's a full-time player. That's the ultimate. And by the way, this has nothing to do with my opinion or your opinion on vaccinations. This has everything to do with I'm a Nets fan and I want Kyrie Irving to play as often as he can. And I think we all agree with that. That's the topic at hand. So the Woj tweet was, I'm not going to lie to you, it was disappointing. Because while, yes, it's going to be great to have Kyrie Irving back, which I'll discuss in a little bit, and then uh, me and Biseglia go more in depth on it in a couple of days. I just wanted to give you kind of a little bit of an instant reaction, more in depth than what we did on the air. As excited as I am to get him back, and as much as it does help the team, even on a part-time basis, this is not what we want. What we want is a full-time Kyrie Irving. That's what we want. I mean, we, we talked about this in early October, the awkwardness, the weirdness, the sudden start and stop of having Kyrie Irving simply as a road player. Now, let's go through the reasons that are being laid out in the media right now. And I'll tell you why I think it's a bunch of BS. Reason number one, the Nets have been hit by a lot of COVID cases. They've got seven guys on the COVID list. You throw that in with Joe Harris and you throw it in with Kyrie who's out and the Nets barely could dress enough guys. They dressed eight guys against Toronto. It was a great win. You could check out the Instant Reaction Drive Home podcast to that. A great win over Philadelphia. They did add a ninth guy with Langston Galloway. And we know Kevin Durant's playing big minutes. Okay, it's a problem. But these guys on the COVID list, A, could be back in a couple of days. And, you know, assuming they weren't hit legitimately hard by this virus, they could be back in 10 days. 10 days. Kyrie Irving is not going to be back within 10 days. So the idea of, well, the Nets are beat up because they've got so many COVID cases. Of course, the irony of let's bring back the unvaccinated guy. It doesn't fit. I don't believe that. The idea that they need him right now. Look, 
Do they need him to win an NBA championship? Absolutely. I think most of us can agree with that, despite the Nets' 21-8 and record. The way they've struggled against the elite-level teams. And really, just what they're missing not having Kyrie on the floor. But they're 21-8. and and even though uh, on uh, on Saturday against the Magic, they're going to be dressing a G League team. They're going to rest Durant. They're going to rest Patty Mills, which I don't have an issue with. They still could afford to lose some games. They're 21-8. and eight. They showed you last year that home court advantage didn't matter that much to them. And, oh, by the way, they've built the lead for home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. So I don't even buy that. Do I buy the kind of load that's on Kevin Durant right now minutes-wise? Sure, but again, Kyrie Irving's not going to play for a month if we're being realistic about when he's going to return. By that point, James Harden will hopefully be back, you know? By that point, maybe you're smart enough, if you're Steve Nash, to restrict Durant's minutes. Where, And I'm not saying 25 minutes a night, but can you hold him to 33 minutes a night? You know, you can find ways, even in these close games, to steal extra breaks for Kevin Durant. The idea that Kyrie Irving coming back in a month is a must in order to do that, come on. Like, of course, it makes it a little bit easier, but you can do that right now. So I guess it leads to the question, okay, if it's not the minute load on Kevin Durant, if it's not the injury slash COVID uh, fallout with the team, then why did the Brooklyn Nets change their mind? Why are we sitting here two months later with a 21-8 and record without a catastrophic injury to any of the stars? Why did they change their mind? And I think it's pretty simple. They changed their mind because Kevin Durant changed his mind. We knew this from the start. When the Nets announced they weren't going to let him be a part-time player, the thing I always stressed was it's up to the players. You know, if Kevin Durant and James Harden and Joe Harris and whoever other veteran players you want to put in that circle of trust, if they say, look, Kyrie's our brother, we want him as a part-time player. It's better than nothing. We'd rather have him around. He can practice at the New York City-based facility. He can play on the road. And then hopefully things change either by Kyrie getting the shot or the rules changing in New York City, the pandemic becoming an endemic, whatever it is at least we're prepared to reinsert Irving full-time when he's already paying part-time. I never had an issue with it as long as the players were good with it. So when the Met, when the Nets made the announcement on October 12th or 11th that they didn't want him as a part-time player, obviously Kevin Durant felt that way too. It wasn't strictly a Joseph Tsai decision or a Sean Marks decision. And I know at that press conference, Sean Marks said it was ultimately up to me. But none of us believe that. And I'm not complaining. Kevin Durant should have a big say. Like, I'm not saying this as this is the wrong thing to do. Kevin Durant is the franchise. We knew that two months ago. It's even more obvious today. And by the way, he's not just the franchise who's got one year left on his deal. He's the franchise who's committed long-term here. He is the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to grow old with Kevin Durant. We're going to see him age as a player. Hopefully, it's gracefully. Kevin Durant has fully committed to this organization. If he was a free agent at the end of the year, I don't know, maybe the way our view of, we'd still enjoy what he's been doing, but I think our view of him may be a little bit different. He's our effing guy. So if Kevin Durant says, look, I've been talking to Kyrie Irving, I'm good with him coming back as a part-time player. And maybe he does whisper, 
I think this will help convince him to get vaccinated. Or, look, if even if we have to go to the postseason with him as a part-time player, I think this gives us a better chance to win a championship. I don't think it hurts us. Let's do it. Then you say yes. Just like you would have said yes back in October if Kevin Durant was on board then. This man is the franchise. When people talk about Kevin Durant being the GM, sometimes they do it in such a negative way. And I guess I'd ask them, why is it negative? He's the best player in the freaking world. And by the way, he's a baller's baller. He wants to play basketball. He wants to win. I mean, there. how many guys would you want to hand the keys to the franchise more to than Kevin Durant? So that's what this comes down to. And that's like the epiphany. And I, I guess I apologize that it took me two hours to figure it out from being on the air when this news broke with Craig to now, where this is Kevin Durant. This is not injuries. This is not COVID outbreak. This is Kevin Durant saying, me and my guy have been talking. And that report did come out a week ago from Shams that they're on good terms. They've been talking basketball. They've been talking about the team. They want to play together. As far as the long term of this is concerned, I don't believe there is this secret plan that Kyrie's going to get vaxxed in the middle of March. I don't buy that. Kyrie Irving is steadfast that he's not going to get vaccinated, and I don't think he ever will. I think the only way Kyrie Irving becomes a part-time, or I should say a full-time player, is if the rules in New York City change. Could they change come March or April? Sure. We saw how quickly buildings were filled once the playoffs started last May. It happened overnight. So, of course, could things change in April where he goes from part-time to full-time? Yes, it could happen. But right now, on December 17th, with an infection rate that's gone way up, where it's starting to feel like March of 2020 all over again, whether it's rightfully so or not, that's certainly the feel around everywhere. I don't think the rules are changing anytime soon. And I don't think Kyrie Irving is getting vaccinated anytime soon. So what we as net fans have to accept, as odd as it is, is number one, we're going to be criticized by the holier-than-thou basketball fans of other teams, as if they wouldn't do the same thing. Of course they would. They want to win. And ultimately, that's what this is all about. And that's what I've said from the beginning. What gives the Nets the best chance to win an NBA championship? The only way I was okay with not allowing him to be part-time is if the player said no. If James Harden said F no. If Kevin Durant said F no. If they were on board, to me, I was always going to be on board. So now we watch. (laughs) Now we enjoy Kevin Durant over the next few weeks by himself until James Harden comes back, whenever he comes back. Uh, We get to enjoy the G League Nets Saturday night against the Magic. And at some point, we get to watch Kyrie Irving. And then we get frustrated when the Nets come home and Kyrie can't play. And we get frustrated when the Nets are at Madison Square Garden and Kyrie can't play. Or the Nets are in Toronto and Kyrie can't play. But this could be our reality come April. We may be getting ready for a first-round series in which Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. And here's the reality that we have to accept, and every basketball fan has to accept too. The Nets are better when Kyrie Irving's playing, even if it's half the time. So even though 
It's not the dream. It's not what we wanted. It's not the fantasy. Scary hours is coming. It's just coming in a limited dose. More on this in a couple of days. Me and Bisegli will do a kind of longer version. But that's a little instant reaction over the last few hours to the return, sort of, of Kyrie Irving.